Newsbreak Podcast. Well, a very good afternoon. We're coming to you from the Results Operations Center here in Pretoria. I'm Talisha Naidu. Along with Taresh Hari Pashal, we're about to bring you a dual program as the team, Salma Patel and the producers from Newsbreak in Durban will also bring you their share of what's happening in KZN as we break down the results of the 2019 national and provincial elections. Well, coming up from the Pretoria team, the ANC celebrates it's a preliminary gains in the polls. We're very happy with what we see, uh, considering the fact that this, this has been one of the most difficult elections, as a matter of fact. You can see we've had much more parties, so it means the competition uh, keeps growing. Timaimane says it's not the first time that the credibility of the South African elections have come into question. While Election Monitoring Network has maintained that the 2019 general election was in fact not compromised. Well, as I mentioned, it is a dual program. We'll also be coming from the Mayville uh, Results Operations Center. Let's cross to the team in Durban. From the IEC Results Centre at Mayville in Durban, political minnows, the MF and the DLC performed dismally at the ballot box. We have to now wait and see. I'm hopeful that the Minority Fund uh, will get a seat back in the uh, President Legislature. And the EFF say, after having spoken the truth about the Indian origin community, they now plan to educate people to build a happy South Africa. We will educate each other, embrace each other, prove to each other that we are just being genuine. All we are saying is, let's have a new start, start from here and move forward with new attitude, new outlooks, and then everybody will be happy. Also, we will have results analysis with political analyst from UKZN, Dr. Lubna Nadvi. Good afternoon, I'm Salma Patel. Rachel Vardy is with me in studio. She'll be bringing us the latest KZN results as soon as we come back on air. Let's now cross to the team at the Pretoria Nerve Center. Well, thanks, Salma. And you sound so happy yourself. Well, it's also a happy occasion right here at the Results Operations Centre called The Rock here in Pretoria because it's a vibe. It definitely is. The political parties have all rallied around. They're waiting for the results, eagerly waiting. And what we're doing, we're clock watching because voting districts that have been completed so far is 86.16%. So I'll give you the top three parties right now and how they are performing. Well, the African National Congress, they're just at first. 57.17% of support in terms of votes that have been counted so far with the Democratic Alliance. The uh, opposition party second with 21.37% and the Economic Freedom Fighters with 10.22% so far. Voter turnout sitting at 65.57%. So we'll bring you regular updates of that as we go out through the program. But let's move to the ANC because the party is feeling upbeat about their performance in the 2019 general elections. The leading party has, as I mentioned, 57.17% of the national vote as the voter districts completed is 86.16%. Small Business Minister Lindiwe Zulu says the party remains confident and upbeat to serve the people. Let me give you some more analysis on what...
in terms of the results that's coming through so far i have a big election board in front of me that shows me the results and just want to note that is that the african national congress as well as they are performing and leading in terms of the votes and support received so far the anc has dipped below the 50 percent mark in the gauteng province vote which the tally is continuing to be counted across the country so let's go back to the ANC, who are upbeat when we spoke to Small Business Minister Lindiwe Zulu as she spoke about continuing to serve the people. We're very happy with what we see, uh, considering the fact that this, this has been one of the most difficult elections, as a matter of fact. You can see we've had much more parties, so it means the competition uh, keeps growing. So it also means that uh, our going out to the voters, we have to convince them. Uh, we have a manifesto, which we, we, we were selling to our people because that's our mandate. We have the manifesto. What we see here, we're comfortable with, uh, and we think that if there's a, because I mean, everyone's saying, no, look, but you are going down, you're going, we, we're just saying uh, to South Africans overall. Firstly, we must thank the IEC for the job that's very well done. Second, we must thank all political parties for having gone out there. We didn't, we, you can see that there's, 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 there's movement from less violence, from less intimidation. We would like to see a much more conducive environment than we saw even now. So we're happy as the ANC with the mandate that we get from our people, national level in all the provinces, we'll take that mandate and use that mandate to make sure that we improve in, even in our own systems as the African National Congress. It's been a challenging period for the African National Congress, but do you think that with these votes coming through and these uh, results coming through so far, that it shows that the South Africans are willing to forgive the ANC and have faith in the ANC with Cyril Ramaphosa as the president? Well, absolutely, because if, if, it, if we were to look at what we've been going through in terms of the commissions and everything that has been coming out in terms of corruption, in terms of some of our institutions in government not operating very well, in terms of our own internal dynamics also as the African National Congress. I believe that looking at this and looking at the number of people that have gone out and voted for the African National Congress and listening to the comments also that have been made uh, by the different people because I saw that the media has been all out also to engage with people. I, th I, have, I think people have got confidence in the ANC. We just need to step up so that we build on that confidence and we don't break that confidence. ANC comfortably leading, do you have any idea what the vision or first order of business will be? The first order is to inaugurate the president. And that was a small business minister, Lindiwe Zulu. Well, let's move on to the opposition party now, Democratic Alliance. Well, so far, they are the opposition party with only 86.16% of the voter districts completed. The only where they, a place they are leading is in the Western Cape, where there are 55.61% in regards to support. But DA leader Musi Maimane says some of the issues raised about the credibility of the elections were raised against the IEC during the 2014 and 2016 elections. Maimane was addressing the media at the Results Operations Centre. He also reflected on the DA maintaining its role as the official opposition so far. I came here to celebrate. We've retained the Western Cape. We're contesting in Gauteng. So in the same way as I came here in 2016 speaking about cities, I've now come to speak about provinces. Right? So that's the first crucial issue. 
We were the only party that promised to put a job in every home when others didn't offer any economic vision. The Financial Mail, I'm sure we're here, and the Economist itself said we have the best economic offer on the table. And we demonstrated and we're showing it because where we govern unemployment is decreasing. So yes, the last number of years have been tough. They have been tough, I don't deny that. But as a leader, you've got to lead through both. You've got to lead through all of that. And that's why I think this party has so resolved over the last number of years. As far as the IEC is concerned, look, the great worry that we should have as South Africans is if you compare the trend, can you say the IEC is getting better? Can you say that when you look at elections, and as leader of the opposition, I'm deeply concerned. I met with other leaders this morning to discuss this whole matter. I don't care who wins or loses, but I want whoever wins to always have the legitimacy that this was the will of the people. Therefore, we've called for an audit, a sample audit of their ballots all, of, all across, because we want to ensure that there's authenticity in the results. And then ultimately, we will make sure, we'll, we'll then assess what that audit said. I'm looking at the performance of the IEC over the last number of years and saying some of these issues were raised in 2014. They were raised in 2016. Why are we repeating the same mistakes in 2019? And that was DA leader Musi Maimane. Meanwhile, the IEC has come under strong criticism following allegations of double voting and removable ink during the election process. Now, as you can hear, there is a press briefing that is going on about that. And we'll get the latest from Thresh Hari Pashad with regards to the outcomes from that briefing. But election monitoring networks in Kosi Kurule, Nyembezi, says he disagrees with political parties, saying the elections were compromised. As civil society observers, we are quite satisfied in the manner in which things rent. It shows that the investment that we made, for example, during voter registration to encourage communities to go out and vote, to train people as to how to vote and to promote political tolerance, that has worked out. It also shows that our interaction with political parties, training of party agents to see what should we observe inside the voting station and to compare checklists, it has worked out. Because as domestic observers, we do not have a lot of money to deploy people away from their town. So we use a strategy of recruiting and deploying people who will stay locally. And it looks like also political parties, they took that advice to use party agents that come from locally. We saw that in the voting station when there were issues of concerns, for example, party agents not having a clear view when the ballot paper is stamped, we could speak with the IEC official to get chairs next to that table. So a number of issues similar to that were resolved inside the voting station. That is comforting. The IEC has been lauded globally for its free and fair elections, but it has been stained this time around with allegations of double voting, with also smaller parties coming to play with complaints and accusations coming to the fore. What are your views on this? With respect to complaints by small parties, I could say that perhaps what the IEC need to do going forward, maybe the new entrants need an incubation space in terms of uh, how they interact with the IEC, because election is a regulation space and sometimes they do not enroll immediately in that partializing uh, committee. So maybe for new entrants you need incubation space so that they can feel respected, they can also be oriented as to how the system works. And of course I wouldn't really say that uh, the elections were compromised by double voting or this and that because the nature of our electoral processes is such that 
voting happens at voting station, counting happens there, and the result of a count in each voting station is signed off by the IEC officials together with the party agents. So it is a bit uh, surprising that the same political parties who had party agents in those stations and those party agents signed on the slip are, are complaining in the manner in which they are complaining. And that was Election Monitoring Networks in Kosikulule Nyembezi. Well, moving on, as the election results continue to stream in, the Freedom Front Plus is celebrating as they entered the fold of the country's big five political parties. Well, currently the FF Plus has 2.41% of support coming through. Now, if we take you back into context, in 2014, they only had 0.9% of the support in terms of votes. The FF Plus Gauteng Deputy Chairperson, Philip van Stander, says the Democratic Alliance had some policies that alienated its traditional voters, which the FF Plus capitalized on. We're very proud of our performance thus far. Uh, we've just passed the 300,000 mark. We looks like we're strong up to 350,000. But the 20 metro big parts of Gauteng is still outstanding where we have significant support areas. 20 metro, Westrand, Israel and Johannesburg. Don't throw that away. That numbers is coming in, in our numbers will go up. What is very uh, nice to see is that our numbers in Gauteng is now standing at 92,000. We already had two permanent seats in the Gauteng legislature. We're looking at the third. If we're going to reach the 100,000 mark in Gauteng, we will have three members plus a member to the National Council of Provinces. So for Freedom Fund Plus, this is actually a big victory for us. Uh, we are actually the only party in this election who grew by numbers, and we see it as a victory for us, yeah. Opinion polls, analysts and predictions coming through say that those who were loyal to the Democratic Alliance have now come through to the Freedom Front Plus. What would you owe that to? Well, the, the Democratic Alliance had some policies which were alienating some of their voters. And they had used some uh, certain group of voters for 25 years to bring the DA where they, have been, where they are today and they just neglected them like that. And so that people feel, no, but now I'm going back home to the Freedom Fund and that's why they're here with us. You will see in the voting results, especially 20 will be coming out today, at voting stations there were big chunks of DA votes we take away from them. Political parties have until 5pm this afternoon. We do understand to give through their objections or any complaints to the IEC, will the FF Plus be one of those parties? We, the parties uh, will have to decide with that on national level. They are currently busy taking a decision on that and we must wait for a decision from national level. And that was FF Plus Gauteng Deputy Chairperson Philip van Standen. Well, moving on, a Democratic Alliance National Spokesperson Sali Malati says that's not the case. The DA seems to have lost support in the 2019 general elections. If we take a look at the results coming through so far with just 21.34% of support. And Malati says although they are disappointed about losing votes, the results show strong support coming through from the black community. There are opportunities, there are opportunities that we need to grasp so that we can continue to grow amongst black voters, but also that we can continue to grow at the levels that we have managed to achieve previously. Speaking about being a solid party, I just spoke to the FF Plus who says that those voters who didn't find comfort, those traditional voters who didn't find comfort with the Democratic Alliance and its policies have now come on to them. Do you think as the opposition and the official opposition party, this is the time that the Democratic Alliance should reflect on their policies? I mean, the growth 
of the Freedom Front in here wasn't a vote of confidence in their policies. It was a vote of confidence in um, the rising levels of racial nationalism. We are in this business because we want to be the home for South Africans who believe in the dream of a rainbow nation, of building one South Africa for all. Um, and we want our organization to reflect that diversity. How do you then consolidate with your traditional voters? Well, this is the conversation and uh, this will be part of the reflections that we have to make as the leadership of the party going forward. It is possible, you know, uh, it is possible to continue to grow and consolidate the traditional or the base, um, as it's commonly referred to, while also continuing to grow amongst black voters and continue to grow amongst colored voters and Indian voters. Well, that was the DA National Spokesperson, Solly Malati. Now, just before we hand over to the team in Mayville, there are members of 35 disgruntled smaller political parties which have walked out of a meeting with the IEC and Party Liaison Committee to address their concerns and discuss the audit of votes. Now, yesterday, the group called for a rerun of the polls, alleging flaws in the electoral process. They include the BLF, the ATM, the NFP, ACM and the Land Party. Now, the parties have congregated here at the uh, IEC Results Operations Centre in Pretoria and they are attending a briefing that is taking place with regards to some of their concerns. Let's get an overview now of the week because, Taresh, you have been here the whole week covering uh, what has been happening, the 2019 general election. Mm. Give us an overview of what's going on. Yeah, very, very quickly then before we hand over to Kazuda Natal and just as we wrap up, I think our work here at the IEC see in Pretoria. You know at this stage that it's about 86% of voting districts completed. It means ANC at 57% of the vote, DA at 21, the EFF at 10% currently. So there you have Talisha, the top three looking the way it kind of did in 2014. But the quality of that is, is now questionable. ANC, many analysts tell us, not likely to get 60% in the general election. It's likely to be their um, worst run then in the uh, general election, the national election ever. And that's a major concern for them. They already had a poor run in the 2016 municipal election. Now again, another poor run um, in the um, general election. One's got to question then the impact of the difference. The change in candidate whose president, Salamaposa, has made to the ANC, the Democratic Alliance likely to take a small dip, but they still you know, maintain their stronghold on the official opposition. What caused the dip? And many are saying they voted for change. And did they change from the DA and go to other parties? Freedom Front Plus is an example of that coming there in the fold of the top four. EFF, though, I think in the top three, it's the only party making a bit of an inroad in terms of increasing its share. So that's your top three, what it looks like. And then you've got new players emerging. Of course, uh, Freedom Front Plus, not a new player, but first time in the top four. And that's an interesting one to look at the kind of, um, you know, um, v voters that have gone there. And then, of course, good, making a, you know, a good start, quite literally. And we've spoken to uh, Patricia Dalil about that. So that's the way the political parties are looking. Voter turnout is a major concern for analysts here because it's quite low. And I think the other major issue keeping us busy, Talisha, has been the issue of ink, the issue of the voting process. It's under a lot of scrutiny. I think it's the first time around that the IC has received 
this level of criticism for their elections. So that's one to watch now, and we're going to be monitoring that very closely to find out what the process, the audit process is going forward, and ultimately what impact it has there on the results. So that's what we've been keeping tabs on here at the IEC Nerve Center in Pretoria. And you can definitely continue listening to Newsbreak on Lotus FM for more updates on that. But for now, it's a bit from us from the Results Operations Center in Pretoria. We hand over to the team in Durban where we'll have a full market update with Mfundo Mtembu and then cross to the team in Mabel for their part. Making sense of your rand. The market update on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. A very good afternoon. Let's take a look at how the markets are performing. The rand is trading at 1418 to the US dollar, 1846 to the pound sterling, 1591 to the euro, 992 to the Australian dollar, and at 937 to the New Zealand dollar. In India, one rand is trading at 4 rupees 91, in Sri Lanka at 12 rupees 35, in Pakistan at 9 rupees 92, and in Mauritius at 2 rupees 43. The Saudi Arabian real is changing hands at 3 rand at 3.79. The cryptocurrency Bitcoin is trading at $6,293 or 89,423.23 rand. Taking a look at commodities, gold is trading at $1,285 and platinum at $858 per ounce, while the price of Brent crude oil is at $70.80 a barrel. That's the wrap of the market update. I'm Fundam Tembo for Newsbreak. SA Designs 2019. Well, it's now time for news break coming to you live from the IEC Results Centre here at Mayville in Durban. Let's find out a quick results update and see what KwaZulu Natal looks like. Here's Rachel Vardy. Thank you very much, Salma. Yes, looking at the leaderboard here at the Mayville Centre. Um, with 4,112 4, of the 4,885 districts declared that's just over 84 percent the ANC has 53.55 percent of the vote the IFP has 17.50 and the DA has 13.91 looking at the other parties in KwaZulu-Natal we see that the EFF has 9.26 percent of the vote the minority front with 0.50 percent and the democratic Liberal Congress, or the DLC, was 0.44%. I'm back to the... back to the floor and I will give you the latest update a little bit later. Thank you very much, Rachel Vardy. Well, moving on with more news. With many new smaller parties contesting the 2019 general election, the Minority Front, or MF, has seen a drastic decline in support at the ballot box. MF leader Shamin Thakur Rajbansi says she is hopeful that the party will retain their one seat in the KwaZulu-Natal legislature. Hopefully, a little later, we get a better picture of where the minority can stand because there are other parties that are following suit and close choice. And when you get small changes in both towns can, can change percentages quite drastically. Therefore, we have to now wait and see. I'm hopeful that the minority fund uh, will get a seat back in the uh, president legislature. And that was MF party leader Shamin Thakur Rajbansi. Meanwhile, the Democratic Liberal Congress, or DLC, has also not done as well as expected. DLC party leader Patrick Pillay says he expected voters to be more loyal to the party. Our commitment of serving the people so effectively 
we expected people to be more loyal to supporting us in this election because the reality existed that people need a voice in Parliament that had been neglected over the years. So we gave it our all. We were, we were competent. And we, we did expect a greater support than what we gain now. But uh, however, we are content with what we have received thus far. And that was DLC party leader Patrick Pillay. Well, yes, this is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. It's our exclusive special results uh, analysis program. And yes, we are going into overdrive so that you can be assured of credible quality coverage and uh, results coming in from the IEC nerve center here in KwaZulu-Natal. Well, as it stands right now, the Economic Freedom Fighters, rather, or EFF, is in fourth position in KwaZulu-Natal. Provincial Chairperson Vusi Koza says they are expecting their share of the pie to increase as counting continues today. Despite the concerns raised by political analysts on apathy among youngsters, Koza says the EFF has captured the youth vote. He goes on to say that the controversial statements made about the people of Indian origin will help build a better South Africa. We are super excited as the EFF when we look at the results in terms of our performance. We are still awaiting the, the metro, which is Etequini, and the other big uh, VDs uh, throughout the province where some of them are our stronghold. Now talking about your stronghold, one of your biggest supporters have been the youth. But there has been an apathy where not many young people have turned out to vote. Is that indicative of your campaign where you targeted the youth but they didn't turn out at the polls? No, no, no. EFF is a youthful organization. Uh, you look at the, our performance, our student wings performance at uh, tertiary institution. We've taken all, almost all of them. And we did indeed run a campaign to say they must all be registered to vote. And uh, they, vote, they, they went out there and registered in numbers. And we've also made sure that they go out to vote. And they were there in queues where I visited young people stood in the sun uh, and uh, went and voted. Wait until you have your Etewini, your Kings, the trial where we've got Unizul and other places like Amajuba where we've got the Tivets, etc. Those are still to come in and the helicopter will be flying soon. So let's go to the controversial statements that the EFF has made towards the people of Indian origins. And it's been in the media, it's been controversial. People have called you out and you have defended those statements. Do you think uh, the count so far is any indication because of those statements? You will be surprised because we are telling the truth. We are here to speak truth to power as much as it hurts. You'll be surprised that a, a lot of uh, folks of Indian descent have come to us and said, you are telling the truth. And they've joined us. And uh, you, you go to tertiary institutions, young Indian uh, people, even uh, lately, white, young whites are joining us in numbers because they're saying, for once, we have people that will confront issues and tell the truth. And uh, we, we, we know that eventually people of all races will warm up to us because our message resonates with everyone. And uh, we are not concerned about that at all. In fact, we are grateful that despite us telling the truth and confronting these issues, these people from these communities are joining us and are voting us. How do you intend addressing these issues that you say are the truth? Once we engage those communities, they become part of us. And it's not an issue of race. It's an issue of confronting uh, realities and telling the truth. Uh, it's a question of education. It's like when uh, the commander-in-chief says we must cut the throat of whiteness. It doesn't talk about white people, but the other 
attitude, the racism, the superiority complex, which is an attitude. Same here. We will educate each other, embrace each other, prove to each other that we are just being genuine. All we are saying is, let's have a new start, start from here and move forward with new attitude, new outlooks, and then everybody will be happy. And that was economic freedom fighters KZN Chairperson Vusi Koza talking to Newsbreak's Rachel Vardy. Well, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth and we brought you those statements and that truth coming to you so you can make your own minds up. We're broadcasting live from the IEC Results Centre at Mabel in Durban. It's uh, almost 25 to 2. We are going into overdrive now for this special edition of Newsbreak's uh, results programme. Now, for some analysis on these results in KwaZulu-Natal, the province of Biryani politics. We are joined in studio by political analyst Dr. Lubna Nadvi. Good afternoon, Dr. Nadvi. Welcome to Newsbreak. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. Now, did Biryani politics pay off for these two smaller parties in KZN? I think that, you know, the term was originally sort of uh, crafted really around the idea that, uh, you know, the parties go out and give out uh, sort of parcels and they feed... uh, people and so on. Um, I'm not sure that these two smaller parties have done enough uh, of that. And I think that uh, people um, have become much more um, sort of astute in terms of how they vote now. So they're not necessarily looking for, you know, a T-shirt or a a food parcel just before elections. They want to see what you've done for them for the last five years. So I think that... um, you know, even this biryani politics approach would not have um, sort of uh, helped because really the voters are looking at, um, you know, how many sort of maybe community halls you've built or how many, uh, how well you've done in terms of service delivery and what you've done for the community. So I think that that uh, certainly has been a gap uh, over the last few years. Now, the EFF, you've heard that interview, right? The EFF seems a bit too confident in their interviews. What's your take on their performance? Well, obviously, uh, you know, some of it is really just political rhetoric. It's right, uh, you know, making a lot of noise and really to capture sort of a kind of youth audience. But at the end of the day, I mean, some of it is also quite dangerous, you know, to be making claims about the Indian community um, and not necessarily having the evidence to support that. So I think it is all just sort of a lot of noise. But uh, if they're saying that uh, Indian people and white people are coming to join them, well, that's interesting. I want to see the evidence of that, if that is indeed the case. But only time will tell. And the results at uh, 9.21 roughly uh, is interesting. It also is saying that they haven't necessarily got to the point of, uh, you know, what they were claiming that uh, KZN is really warming up to them. So I think there's still a long way to go uh, in that regard. So provincially, does KwaZulu-Natal look set for coalitions and alliances, you think? The ANC is at about 53.39, the IFP is about 17.61, and the DA is at 14%. So I think the ANC is comfortable for the moment. It's only if it slips below 50%, then we need to worry, or rather they need to worry. Um, So I think that uh, when all of the results are captured by the uh, evening, then we'll have a better sense. But I think that uh, the IFP uh, really has uh, out. Uh, you know, done itself, and I think that uh, they can sort of uh, 
uh, really celebrate because they have actually accomplished quite a lot. Um, I think there's also the rural vote and the urban vote that we need to look at. And I think a lot of the rural vote has clearly gone to the IFP. They've campaigned hard. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, the ANC and the IFP now have to kind of work with each other as this kind of two top parties. Uh, so if uh, the ANC slips below 50%, then we are looking at a coalition. So nationally, the one surprise we did see was Al-Jamaa. Mm. Do they look set for a seat in the National Assembly for the first time? It's quite possible, uh, but then we can only confirm that once the actual all the results are in, because it depends obviously on the, you need about 45,000 plus votes, uh, plus minus, to, um, to secure a seat. Uh, so it really depends on the number of votes uh, that, that come in, in total. But yeah, there's certainly a surprise and clearly the party has worked to gain a, a bigger sort of percentage of the voters. Was it a moral vote though, do you think? I think so, because obviously uh, the party leadership appealed to the Muslim community, but I think that they also appealed more broadly, saying that, you know, it's about uh, sort of moral issues and good values, family values that the party is trying to advance. And in Parliament, uh, voters will have someone representing those kinds of values. Well, thank you very much for joining us, political analyst Dr. Lubna Nadvi. Uh, what a pleasure it was having you uh, with us this week. And I'm sure it doesn't end now. We're going to be bringing you more results throughout the day um, and also we will be chatting to Rachel Vardy in a short while as she brings up brings us those latest results as we close the program in a short while it's coming up to exactly 20 to 2 this is Newsbreak on Lotus FM Rachel just before we close has anything changed well it hasn't been that much of a change maybe just a slight percentage with 4,179 of the 4,885 districts declared the ANC has 53 3.62% of the votes. The IFP has 17.47 and the DA at 13.87. So if if our listeners want to keep up to date with the latest results, they are they can follow us on the SABC News app or follow us on Twitter at Newsbreak underscore Lotus. Thank you very much, Rachel. Well, that's a wrap of today's special post-election edition of Newsbreak, brought to you courtesy of the team, our special journalism degree graduate, Mfundo Mtembu, Chanel Daniel on the controls, and Rachel Vardy and I here at the IEC Results Centre in Mabel and in Pretoria. Well, we have myself, Talisha Naidu, and Taresh Hariprasad. And uh, we're about to say our goodbyes to Pretoria, who have been very kind to us. Just a quick overview. Nationally, 86.58% of voters voting districts completed. The ANC leading 57.21%, the Democratic Alliance 21.28%, and the EFF 10.24%. That's a wrap from us at The Rock in Pretoria. And we and, hope you travel uh, we- safely, Talisha. Thank you so much, Sama, to you and to the team in Durban for all the support. That's our bid for today. SA Decides 2019. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.